Ryan, Trista, and Nick are back on BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. You know, the one thing we've said many times this week is when you look at the college football slate this weekend, just because there aren't matchups like LSU, Florida State, or Texas, Alabama, doesn't mean there aren't great betting opportunities. Also doesn't mean there aren't interesting games. And we can be honest with ourselves here. We can try to talk up whatever else we want. Oh, yeah. Colorado is the most interesting thing, period, in college football. Oh, I think there's no question right now because they were such a, you know, low expectation team. They were getting slandered pretty much all summer because you shouldn't be able to turn your whole team around, kick them, kick players off the team. You know, you got you Just got Dion. Pack your bags, you're leaving. Dion's got multiple of his own kids on the team. Like he's talking about pa- unpacking his suitcase. It's just one soundbite after another. He's got his Louis Vuitton. He's got sunglasses. He's Dion. I mean, he's a media personality. So yeah, the fact that they're shutting everyone up and making every coach that they're about to face really look stupid and talk out of the side of their mouth kind of fascinating i think what makes them so fun too is just how fun of a team they are right like you have travis hunter doing something that we haven't seen in so Mm -hmm. long you know he's playing 127 snaps per game he's really elite on both sides of the ball you know you have Dion's son who is a four star but he's just he makes all the right decisions you know what i mean like he doesn't make bad decisions he always knows where to go with the football and what i like about him and you know there's a lot of Dion haters out there but I don't know that there's a more disciplined team in the country right now because if you watch them really closely, you'll see like they get right on the ball after every single play. They don't celebrate. They hand the ball to the official. They get right back on the ball. And that's yeah. a Sean Lewis thing coming over yep. from Kent State. But, I mean, they're fascinating, and they're fun. I just worry a little bit about the depth because the starters are, are awesome. Like These aren't just like a bunch of schmucks. These are four-star, Mm-mm. five-star kids that he was yeah. able to recruit, and uh, now they're going to step up. Like, not this week. I'm not touching this one because – I do think they're going to want to obviously beat the hell out of Colorado State. The motivation is going to be their game days there for the first time in forever. We're looking at a team that was 5-21 and 21 in their last 26 games. Now, all of a sudden, they have an undefeated start to the year. But it could be a little bit of a look-ahead because now they're going to step up in class. They're going to get Oregon as 15-point dogs. On the look-ahead right now against USC, they're only 13-point dogs. So I'm going to wait to fade them. And I also am going to wait. I don't want to like play them now as three-touchdown favorites. That's a little bit like too much Colorado love. Right. But I'm not betting against the pissed-off Dion either. You saw that last week. They took that personal, and look what they did against Nebraska. And I think Nebraska's a better football team than Colorado State. Yeah, based on those Norvell comments, which I want to play first, I think that that changes everything for me about the look-ahead spot. Yeah. So, yeah, the Jay, Jay Norvell was the one that really kind of sparked all of this right here. Here's what he said if you missed it. And so, you know, we're excited. Our kids are really you know, we had to do a bunch of ESPN videos, and it was great. I loved it. And and uh, but our kids came out of those videos really with a chip on their shoulder. They're tired of all that stuff. They really are tired of it. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught. <laughs> so. You know, they're not going to like us no matter what we say or do. It doesn't matter. Who's cheering? Okay? So let's go up there and play. Tell them, so Coach. I, that's just how I feel about it. Man. And so it's I don't a, mean to take is, over the show. It is. It's, it's very, old man, very old man yells at Cloud. Uh, but, like, he's, 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 
He's catering to the audience that's there. They're all fans of Colorado State, and this is you say this because they don't want to see Damn. Colorado win, and they don't like Dion because that's uh, it's essentially a rival there too. It's not like Nebraska, but like it's, it just this is just this is what you're going to get a lot of. And now Dion came out and did exactly what he does, and he put a chip on the team's shoulder again. Found another reason to get them motivated because he's a master motivator. And he now said it's become personal in this game. Here's it was personal it last week because it was Nebraska, and it's a rivalry, and now it's because of this, too. He just keeps doing it. Well, for, first and foremost, that is a, a bonkers comment because it doesn't have to do with anything. Like, I take my hat and yeah. my sunglasses off, and that's what my mom to- taught me. <laughs> like, the undertones of that comment are absolutely bonkers. You have Shadur coming out and being like, I don't know why he would say that because the last thing you want to do is give Deion Sanders extra motivation in what would normally be a look-ahead spot, and now we've got a target on you. And he said, listen, like we respect our opponents, but we don't respect these guys anymore based on what they said. Now you've got Deion buying his whole entire team sunglasses for them to show (laughs) up going through the tunnel. It's too easy. Going through the tunnel with their sunglasses on. He buys Stephen A. and Skip and Molly sunglasses for first take. Like, this is going to be one of those games that should have been a nothing game. And now it's a meaningful game. And the number is 23 and a half, which is below the key number, right? So I still like it. I like mm-hmm. Sanders over passing yards, and I like him over 23 and a half points, just simply because Norvell done effed up. I yeah. even bet him on an anytime touchdown, too. I was like, you know what? They're just going to pour done it on against up. him. I might bet Colorado State on the money line. <laughs> it's almost 11 to 1. Like, just in case, just in case it goes completely opposite of everything we've said. Yeah, I mean, maybe they are just like tired of hearing about Colorado, and Colorado was just projected to win three and a half games. Now we're making them three touchdown favorites. I don't know. I still something, know Colorado State's the team to do that because like everybody's complaining about this slate of football. Somebody's getting beat, and Colorado's all the way up to eighteen. Like somebody's getting knocked off. It could just be something like Tennessee gets beat by Florida and everybody will be like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Graham Mertz sucks. But, like, I wouldn't be shocked at all. In fact, I think that does happen. I think that happens. I don't – yeah, I mean, I'm not going to bet that. But, man, 11-1 to almost on the money line is absolutely crazy. It is tempting. Colorado State also has a backup quarterback playing in this game, though. Their uh, quarterback, Clay Millen, got hurt in the third quarter last week. He's at practice, but he's not going to go in this game most likely. That doesn't matter, though. I mean, what's the drop-off right there? I don't know. I can't wait to watch this game, though, and I'm not going to lie. Like – Probably wouldn't have even paid attention if uh, Norvell doesn't make those right. comments. And then, of course, there's what Dan Lanning, Oregon's head coach, had to say as well about all this, and they're going to see Oregon next week. Not a big reaction. I mean, I'm trying to remember what, what they won that to affect this conference. I don't remember. You remember them winning anything? I don't remember them winning anything. I mean, still no lies. But listen, so what you said is exactly the reason why my conspiracy theory is I feel becoming more and more real. I think this is legit. I think Deion Sanders is actually talking to these coaches behind the scenes, and they're treating this like a title fight. And he's like, you know what? We want people to pay attention to this game. Deion's, Deion is a, 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 sales, a salesman. He's a showman. He knows that there's so much interest in this team. We talked about last week how everybody was betting on Colorado, betting on that game more than any other NFL game, three times as much as any college football game. You said you would have never been interested in it until there was this. Well, now we've got interest in this game because of what Jay Norvell said. We've got interest in next week, one, because it's Oregon, but also we've got Dan Lanning and what he had to say. Deion knows that this is going on. Call me crazy. But I'm convinced that Deion Sanders is treating this like whether either it's pro wrestling or it's a title fight, and it's all about hyping it up and creating drama behind the scenes because all three of us are interested in this game, even though 
Colorado was a 23 and a half point favorite in this. It's called the beatdown parlay, folks. It's Oregon <laughs> minus 38 and a half against Hawaii because they're going to probably score 80. They they just barely covered and it. it did not look good last week. Bo Nix is awesome, but they need to really come out and beat the hell out of Hawaii. Why? Because Hawaii stinks. And then it's Colorado minus 23 and a half versus Colorado State together plus 256. That's just what I want to do. I want to see these two teams come up together. I want to see them bash the other team into the ground so they can meet next Saturday, all for the chance to get their ass beat by my Oregon Ducks. Yeah, I'll be betting the Ducks really big yeah. in a couple weeks yeah. here. I, I like Oregon, and I completely agree with what Dan Lanning is saying right there because the Pac-12 is more loaded than ever. Like Nobody's even been beating the Pac-12, and you have Washington with Michael Penix and Kalen DeBoer in the number one offense in the country. And you have USC with the future number one overall pick and the Heisman Trophy winner and Caleb Williams. And you have Oregon State with DJ U looking like a real quarterback and that defense. And they're asking him about Colorado, and he's like, yeah, I mean, it's a fun story, but it's a team that's most likely going to win five or six games. We're here to win a national title this year. And, I, and that's how Dan Lanning is, though. He's a fiery dude, you know? Tristan, would you rather take, for the Oregon game tomorrow, would you rather take the team total of 53-and-a-half over or the spread? Oh, I take the points. I over. think I would take the points. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to put up like sixty-seven to seventy-eight points somewhere. Gosh. Like, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they could have scored we hundred in week one. They had eighty-one week, week one. Yeah. yeah, or yeah, week zero. Whatever it was. I know. I always get it confused. Yeah, it's just this is uh, that Oregon game against like that's what we do want to see though, right? You want to see more competition. For Colorado, see where they really stack up. Because, like you said, they've got legit NFL talent on that roster. I mean, without question. Yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure. I mean, I, I think that, uh, man, they got a couple guys that might end up being first-round picks, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just don't have a whole lot of depth, and I worry about their offensive line play. And when you step up against Oregon, see, USC, I, I feel better about betting Oregon laying a big number than USC. Because we know, I, I'm going to bet the over, probably. I want to see what that total looks like here in a couple weeks. Uh, USC, Colorado, but USC's defense isn't very good. So Colorado might have some success offensively, right? And kind of hang in that game, not win, but maybe not lose by three scores. Oregon's really tough in the trenches compared to like, you know, a typical Pac-12 team other than Utah. So I think they're just going to bully Colorado. But I like that spot better than the USC one. Um, But this week's just a stay away for me as far as Colorado in that game. But I can't wait to watch it. I'll stay up for that one now. What about uh, Washington minus 16 and a half at Michigan State? You know, they've got their coach suspended now at Michigan State. It's one of those things where it's, is that a distraction? Does that become a situation where the team kind of rallies around the situation? See, I think that, and that's the thing, like I was actually planning on maybe betting uh, Washington in this game. And you go back, Michigan State isn't as bad as many people thought that they were going to be this season. And I don't know that Mel Tucker is really worth anything to the spread. Yeah, I think, if anything, that's a good thing, maybe just cutting ties with mm-hmm. them because they were on the hook for so much money, and I get you have to pay out of that contract and whatnot. But did really good year one there, right, with Kenneth Walker. They won double-digit games, kind of surprised everybody in the Big Ten. Then since then, everything's been a mess. Peyton Thorne since transferred out of the program. Um But still, it just seems like everybody, it seems too easy just to grab Washington and that offense against Michigan State. But we got to remember, like, and I like the Pac-12, now you're going against a Big Ten team. They're physical. They're going to be able to run the ball, I think, against Washington. Washington's defense isn't great. I would actually take the points with Michigan State, but I'd wait because we might get to 17 there. And if we get that, I want three scores if I'm going to bet against Kalen DeBoer. And more college football tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah, 9 9 to 10. All the picks, all the plays. We got... 
19 bets in college football. One of them, unfortunately, was the under in Air Force. That one's dead. Do you uh, you think you can get through all 19 of them in an hour? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I want to see. We're going to have to start setting, like, total. We're going to have to, like, whether we can sit here, it's like, okay, if you've got, like, 25 bets, can you get through 23 of them? I, I guess you just, you squeeze them all in, don't you? Yeah, I mean. You make I, sure you get to them all. Usually I try to have a limit, but this week I just kept firing away, and then before <laughs> I knew it, I look at my bet slips, and it's like, oh, oops. It happens, because then you see something else you like, something moves, it changes. Yeah. It's the quicksand we all get caught in. Can the Bills bounce back from that Monday night debacle? Nick, Trista, and Ryan are taking a short break. Stay tuned because there's plenty more to come on BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.